Hey everyone, this is Coach Mark Nolan from Don't Out Kick Your Coverage and back again with another great episode for the high school athlete and their parents and guardians. You know, today's our today our focus is on the recruiting and relationship side that all the high school athletes and yes, their parents will enjoy, especially in this new age of the transfer portal and the less amounts of college athletic scholarships being offered to you as a high school athlete over a current college transfer portal athlete. So as we say, buckle up to learn some new and proven ways to get yourself noticed with college coaches and what I call the high school recruiting rabbit hole. Today's sponsor is Wilson Sporting Goods. Going back with me when I was nine years old, using my first, the Duke football playing, kill the man on my parents' front lawn with our old neighbors. The Duke football we used back then stood up in the rain, the snow and the sun, and even the concrete streets of our hometown in New Jersey. There have been no other brand to have partnered with a major American sports league as in the NFL than Wilson has been. And of course, Wilson's the Duke NFL football. And with the establishment of the league in 1941, over 82 years ago, the Duke has been at the heart of the game of football. What's amazing is that not only has every touchdown been scored with a Wilson football, but each NFL game ball has been expertly crafted in Ada, Ohio by skilled craftspeople for decades. Another Wilson organization I use every year is Wilson's Football Reblattering Group, also out of Ada, Ohio, where I send back dozens of old Wilson GST footballs I purchased and they fixed them for me at a very modest cost, allowing me to give them to other football teams here in the Atlanta area who may need some additional footballs. If anyone would like to know the address and what it costs to rebladder a football, please drop me a line at mnolan at thekickerszone.com or call me at 678 200 7540, and I would be more than happy to help. I also use the Wilson football prep kit along with the conditioning cream and Wilson tax spray on every one of the Wilson GSTs, primes, and NFL balls, which I currently have about 45 of the footballs I use to train with on weekends. And yes, as an affiliate member in this podcast, there is an affiliate links that I will be able to be compensated for if you make a purchase after clicking on my links, which of course is another way to help promote our brand while seeing some great new items they are coming out with. In the event, Wilson might send me a new products that I might be testing out. I will let you know, but for now, as I said, any Wilson product I help promote that is purchased through our affiliate program, I do receive a small commission. Secondly, before we jump into our current podcast, I want to personally thank all of you who are listening to this podcast series. We are still new to this podcasting, but we are in our 48th year of being a coach and all on a part-time basis, I might add, while I built my own technology consulting firm. And as I sincerely, and I ask you sincerely, if you would not mind and either forward this podcast onto just one person you know, I would be grateful if you wouldn't mind doing that for me. Now, if you are a high school athlete getting ready to work out in the gym or on your way to practice for that upcoming huge 
game or match. Thanks for listening. And I hope you'll tell your teammates about our podcast as well. Also, for those 2023 high school seniors who might be playing your last spring season, congrats to all of you for achieving the successes you've had over these past years playing the sport you have loved. And good luck with your college choices. To the parents and grandparents, and yes, coaches out there listening, I truly hope you enjoy this series and take it with the sense of me having worked and interfaced with thousands of parents like yourself, as well as me being a parent of two athletes. Each podcast, I generally spend about two to three days preparing the content that I believe is relevant to the student athletes and their parents and guardians in the areas I think are greatest concern I see here from not just the student athletes I'm helping out, but things across the U.S. as it relates to the NCAA and the changes they seem to make on the fly. <clears throat> and lastly, everyone, thank you for supporting our podcast and who have purchased my international bestseller and number one bestselling book, College Athletic Scholarships, The Path to Recruiting Success in the New Age of NIL, the transfer portal in the post-COVID scholarships. It is out on Amazon and other book retailers. So if you have not purchased a copy, please do me a favor and help me build our brand and leave a testimonial if you wouldn't mind. So again, thanks for listening. And let's jump into our podcast, what I'm calling the high school recruiting rabbit hole and what to do about it in the new age of the transfer portal and the NCAA, and the new relationship models you must develop. You know, many of the parents I work with and interview at the different high schools I speak to, they're all asking the same question around the recruiting, which is, what do I do? Or what do I do for my son and daughter who need to now deal with all the changes going on? Notice I emphasized now because the recruiting landscape has drastically changed since 2017 and nothing like I've ever experienced in my 48 years of coaching and helping high school athletes get recruited. The old days of just having great black and white film or color film that a coach would look at from time to time and the old newspaper clippings mom had in her family scrapbook are long gone. Then in the 80s, of course, we had a bit more intensity around the All-Star Games where better film was being done by professionals over our dad's old movie camera that had been used for mostly the family vacations. Then the 90s hit, we had those clunky VHS tape recorders, whereas parents, we had larger video collections than Steve Zabel from the NFL films. And then in 2006, Huddle exploded on the scene and now all a student athlete needs to do is send their highlight films out to the internet and all those D1 offers will be popping out at any time, right? Or at least that is what a huddle wants you to think that you do. And they think that every 17 year old thinks like this. And many parents, parents, which obviously is a great marketing for the huddle has become about a hundred million dollar plus company. So good for them. To me, while just putting a huddle highlight film of all that home runs you've hit or buzzer beating three-point 
winners or that pancake on your opponent or the even the one-handed amazing catch, this is where Huddle does not and cannot take the place of the recruited relationship board model, which I created many years ago. My first answer to you is, why would you need to create your own recruiting board? Why wouldn't you want to continue to keep on paying for the recruiting service when you are being the one who's being recruited? Yes, recruiting services all will hype up their services offerings. You know, the free, the free profile, that's the initial free service, but they will let you know and quickly you really need that $175 a month package. The college coaches are waiting. Hurry up and get that credit card out now. Don't wait. Still not sure if this will work? No worries. We have all those former star athletes who will gladly set up a conference call with you and the high school athlete. But you have to make sure mom or dad are there, obviously. They are the ones who are the real folks being sold here. Now, do I think some of these services offer some great advice and help? Certainly. But if I was paying $175 or $200 a month for a service, I better get more than just a database of coaches. And think of this. Almost every college and in every sport has on their athletic department and the sport listed on their websites, a recruiting questionnaire that a prospective student athlete can fill out. And this literally starts the recruiting process. While other coaches in the sport you are trying to play in have their own internal recruiters who are sifting through social media. So again, why pay for something that is already out there? You know why? Because many a parent and a high school student athlete will just think that by using a recruiting service, as opposed to sitting down and putting a recruiting relationship board of your own is best. It seems almost unheard of in all the regular world of staffing and recruiting service companies. Of course, the latest craze is now talent acquisition specialists. Can't call them recruiters anymore. And just a fancy name for a recruiter is to pay to have someone take your resume, which is your sports profile, and then have them, the recruiting company, charge you a few thousand dollars for those firms to provide you and your parents emails and phone numbers of the coaches who are literally in the public domain, as I stated above. I do remember way back when there were some recruiting outplacement companies who for a few thousand dollars would help you find those hidden jobs. And some of them then did, did work. But they were hidden jobs. We're just about on any college sport. If you are a high school athlete, you can see the stats of the current college athlete and find out whether that college athlete is going to be around next season and which starts you on the road to the relationship you need to develop with the college coach. To put this into another perspective, in the technology space where I was on many, many years ago as a technology project manager executive, I and a, and a friend of mine started down the path of a new application for our company I had worked for, which was the largest 
systems integrator in the world named SHL System House. We had finally got a really large deal done. And the CIO, the chief information officer said to us, hey, look, you guys now have to go out and recruit a national team of technical folks to help implement this. I said, recruit? What the heck is that? And why do I need to do this instead of the inside recruiters we had at our company? Well, it was simple. The recruiters had no real knowledge of this technical side of the application or even the business side, which we call the functional side. So we decided instead of trying to teach these folks, we would in fact go out on our own and recruit these folks. Why not? We clearly knew what we needed on a national basis. And we could probably do this better on our own instead of the recruiters who seemed to really not be that interested in moving out of the normal folks they recruited. And to be fair to them, they had no real database of prior folks in this space. So we went out and we put what we called our national recruiting board. And this was back in 1992 together with all the folks we needed and by city and by position. And we did this for about seven months. We had to place ads on Sunday newspapers and technical magazines, and it was painful to do. Heck, this is like all those college combine camps where there is all this big push for kids to get offered. You know, just bring 200 bucks and you're in. Offers will be pouring out that day. And yes, no doubt the recruiting director will be ensuring all your film and contact details will be sent immediately afterwards. So stay by your phone. College coaches will be calling. This is how the recruiting board for you works. Instead of them recruiting the approach of throwing spaghetti against the wall, hoping enough will possibly stick. Maybe, just maybe, your huddle highlight film will pique a college coach's interest. But mainly, guess what? It's the GA, the graduate assistant who starts this process, especially in the bigger schools. Oh, and by the way, you want to know the real reason why a GA is dealing with you as a student athlete first and not the main coach in your position? Graduate assistants, for the most part, are 20-something-year-olds who know how to effectively communicate to a 16, 17, or even 18-year-old. They also know what a mom and dad social media response looks like. Of course, with the proper English and semicolons and commas placed throughout. So as I said before to those parents listening, please don't do this. Let your child run their social media. Now, next comes the question, as I did when I was in technology, wanting to know, what is a recruiting funnel? What does that really mean? And that basically helped us down-select the people we wanted in our technology recruiting board to make offers to join our company. And just like myself and my friend initially, we may not have known the recruiting process to bring people in, but the recruiting funnel became key and not just defining our process, but giving us the business metrics of how many interviews to offers we needed. And to you as a high school athlete, it's like a PWO offers in the P5 conferences over a D1AA or 
or a true D2 scholarship. So let's be honest. You sadly would rather take a P5 preferred walk-on, which is only a roster spot, and for that season only, over a lesser-known school, even though they are showing you all the love over a P5 conference. But back to our story and how this helps you. We started the, calling these candidates from something we learned from a sem seminar where one person said when we were talking to candidates and they may not be interested in the job, he said, you know what? Before you hang up with this person, kindly ask them this one question for which we came up with the acronym WDYK, which stood for who do you know? It was a brilliant question. If they knew someone that might be interested in this job, we would call this new candidate and ask them if they would be interested in this position. If they were not, hopefully hopefully they knew someone else. It was kind of like the old Fabergé sh uh, shampoo commercial of the 80s with Heather Locklear saying, and of course, they'll tell friends and so on and so on. So we became so successful in this approach that we were recognized by the CEO of our company. But what's even funnier is that when we visit our offices, all the experts, the recruiting experts, would have this little placard in big, bold letters, WDYK. And this is where I would like to start today with you as high school athletes. I see daily the true lack of understanding by high school athletes and their parents about the need to effectively communicate in building the relationship with GAs and coaches in their positions and how to follow up and put a path to setting expectations with these coaches and the school you're looking to attend. The WDYK from a high school athlete looking at the list of their top 10 schools they're looking for is WDYK. Who do you know from your current high school who's attending or attended that university in the past? Who do you know is also who is getting recruited there now from either your high school or even a neighboring high school where maybe your head coach or AD will contact their head coach or their athletic director? Who do you know from your high school that is a teacher or coach that went to that college? Who do you know from your parents' circle of friends and even business and church leaders who may have gone to that school and is an alum. You can always head over to LinkedIn and look at the who do you know and check out the college coach and where he or she was from and what relationships they may have at the school you're currently at. And finally, who do you know from the current private coaches you may have worked with and may in fact know some of the coaches there? Now here, I do want to caution you, and while in the same sports, using a private coach may be awesome, there are some downsides. And the only one I will tell you is really about our son who went through this when he was going to get a, an offer from Michigan State University. He was all set to go to his official visit. One day he calls up his rankings coach, the rankings national coach, and says, hey, I'm all excited. I'm heading to so-and-so university for an official visit. The guy that ran the rankings literally went and told our son, hey, congratulations. Then he got off the phone, called the head coach he knew and said, hey, 
don't use this guy. You've got somebody right in your own state who's a better fit. Go and get him. So before you talk to your private coaches or your rankings coaches, if you're going to, beware. Especially if you are ranked lower than someone else who hasn't had an offer yet, they may pick them over you instead. But you know what? So you must, you must start somewhere. And the sooner you understand the dynamics of you building a compelling future for yourself and your brand, the better you will be. But sadly, some of you won't, since this will require you to actually engage in a conversation with someone other than DMing them on social media. And then you'll get pissed off that no one's DMing you back. So listen, why not try all the approaches that are out there from a social media way? For instance, one of my favorites is ScoutSmart, which is at www.scoutsmartrecruiting.com, where they help you build a free profile, and then they charge the colleges a fee to then match your profile up with the college coach who has a set criteria and not you, the athlete. They also have some great free resources on their website. And I'll be interviewing the CIO who I know in a few weeks on another upcoming podcast will give you some great information as well. The only downside is that they currently are not doing this outside of football, but football is the one they have started with. The point is, is that a great organization like ScoutSmart is doing this with college coaches. And if you are a football player and don't have this, pro, uh, this uh, free profile already set up, you are missing out. And even if you are not a football player, doing a deep dive into the colleges you want to go after and seeing how this might be a fit for, the, for their program and spending just a few minutes on that college website will help you see if it is one you want to pursue. And if not, just move on. It's better than waiting to the last minute where you have no offers and all of a sudden are sending emails out to any school that you might have. And by the way, like I've said before, there are 1,121 colleges and universities throughout the United States. There's 341 D1 schools. There's over 300 and 300 D2 schools, 438 D3 schools, and 65 JUCOs. And there are, again, tons of free resources out there. And yes, paid-for ones as well, if you still want to go the pay route like others have done. You know, in my book, I interviewed about 60 parents about this pay series and these services who had used one of these services and over 90% said the results were not that great. And only two student athletes were offered a scholarship at D two schools and who had said they had wasted the money, many in the thousands of dollars. So to me, I don't really care if you are a three star or a 10 star recruiting services will boast a 10 star ahead of a one star. But many times I've seen a one star, who's developed a relationship with the coach and the school get a solid offer because of the relationship between the athlete and the coach who relied on that relationship they built. Of course, any recruiting service who can grab the 10 star who's been offered, but has no real interest in that school or the coach 
Well, now, now, well, nowadays, ghost those people. And yes, and vice versa, they will get ghosted back. But you know what? They're going to want to put that 10-star person on their list and say it was theirs. The goal in being recruited is to ensure that you and your current high school coaching staff, and to some extent, your high school guidance counselors, know what you want. Because if you don't know what you want and how you want and how you want others to do and do what they should do for you and fight for you. Look, just like I had to move out of my current job as a technology manager and my comfort zone to then doing something completely out of my comfort zone of recruiting, I did so because I was given a job to do. And you are the best person to do self-promotion on yourself and where you want to go. Not your parents or your aunts or your uncles or others. They certainly can help, but it comes down to you. Heck, I became so successful in this space, I wrote my first book on this back in 1994. And just like you, as a high school athlete, you will need to move out of your comfort zone which is tweets of your highlight films, the college and recruiting service companies and the so-called coaches looking for ballers and into developing your own recruiting board as I did over 35 years ago. And you want, and you want to know why? Because every coach in every college program has their own recruiting board with names and positions associated with each position they are looking to fill. Do you think you are one of them? And if so, what number are you? In your discussions with these coaches, have you even asked them, where do you stand on the recruiting board? They'll tell you if you ask them. So here's a hint for you. Depending on the position and sport you play, most college coaches focus on the two deep, meaning, of course, who is my number one person in that position I'm recruiting for and who is my backup. There may be several backups as they go down the line, but the two deep are the ones they focus on. College coaches who will say it's all about building a program, especially in this new age of the transfer portal, is, as my grandfather used to say, hogwash. And no, he was not an Arkansas hog fan. A college coach who is actively in the transfer portal every day and who takes upwards to 35 to 40% of their players from the portal are focused on one thing and one thing only, and that is winning. Of course, their justification in their too deep is that if they can bring in two college-level former whatever stars to compete who have already played in college with college grades and college film experiences, they are way better than dealing with a high school kid who may get shy or get homesick and want to go home back to mom and dad. And if there is a reason for you to learn about that school and you want to go to and how they recruit high school players, all one needs to do is look at the current roster and more importantly, in your position to see how they recruit. Look, the transfer portal is here to stay. A college coach simply is being paid to produce and to produce for their CEOs, which are their university presidents and chancellors, and now their real bosses who are the collectives and the directives. 
which are no more than the old booster clubs of the past days when many of your parents and I played. When a coach is being called a great recruiter as a head coach and is making $10 million a year, think as to why they are be call, being called a recruiter. Are they recruiting you because of your special skills or work in the community and stellar grades? Maybe, but many times these are just check marks on a resume, except for maybe the Ivy Leagues and well-known traditional great educational programs like Notre Dame and Stanford and Penn State, MIT, and lastly, the service academies. By the way, today it was just at another National Signing Day where two more young men I trained are headed to West Point. These are my 45th and 46th service academy future servicemen of our great country. With these guys being numbers 23 and 24, and next I put an Air Force guy in who's recently going to be my 12th player, and 10 people who went to the Naval Academy, and another great young lady who is now headed to MIT to play multiple sports. And guess what? All three of these young men had a relationship with the current coaches at both the Air Force Academy and at West Point and had zeroed in their own recruitment boards a long time ago while also looking at others as a backlog. You know, in the end, they are going to the service academies they had fought hard to get into and, yes, built a strong relationship with these coaches. It really is that easy. You just have to try it. Look, you are being recruited to fill a need <clears throat> on a team that the coach is being paid to produce. You know, just like crops, each year being picked to take to the market to sell. And the sell here is winning season to fill up the bleachers in the stands. And yes, whether you like it or not, you are the crops to be raised, plucked, and sent to the local market. In this case, the stadium or the gymnasium. The only real time you move away from a crop to the new community development phase is that when it comes into the play when all of a sudden the NIL lawyers or brand managers or consultants want to make money off of you to fill up their set of bleachers in college or on social media with your new quote-unquote million-dollar valuations. Yep, what I coined the social media bleachers of Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, and others with the fans, which of course the word fans comes fanatics, which means a person with an obsessive interest in an enthusiasm for something, especially college sports, who can't wait for you as a recruit to get that new lease car or the latest way your social awareness will be saving the world from whatever the latest social injustice is going on that you care about. Hey, and great for you. As I've said before, I do three monthly charities every month I give to. And I'm always trying to do more. My charities are St. Jude's Children's Hospital, Shriners Children's Hospital, and Cure Childhood Cancer. Each of them is personal with me and the kids I've worked with and their parents in the past I've known. So I want to continue to give as much as I can to eradicate cancer in my small way. I also met Tony Robbins back in 1986 when I firewalked with him and about 500 others up in New York City at one o'clock in the morning. You know what? His focus is feeding families who are starving. Today, Tony 
now is on about 935 million people and families he has served. And his goal was 1 billion families he wants to feed and he recruits people every day. And other people are doing amazing things like Warwick done to help people out. So that might be something you think about as you go down your NIL path, hopefully someday, and certainly your college path. And no doubt, many have your personal stories as I have witnessed when I started Kickers Kicking Cancer way back in 2009. So again, I hope you can do something like this and you don't have to even wait for college. Being involved as a community leader in high school certainly helps getting recruited these days. This brings me to our last section, which I call the college recruiting experience based on the real estate model. I've been saying this for years that college recruiting is akin to the real estate salesperson and the college coach who is either selling a house for someone who is needing to do an upgrade to their existing home or move to a new house or a relocation, you know, like your current parents or guardians homes to a new college dorm. The buyer which is you, the athlete being recruited, is looking for that new home. Case in point, how many times do we see on social media a recruit who is looking for a new home to play at or a crazed fan letting everyone know that that new sign recruit has come home? And of course, with the money being spread around the mafia-style collectives now, all those new homes have free upgrades and suites and leased cars and uniform cash pockets full of money. You know, the real estate agent and coach and listing agent, which is the NIL group, can't wait to get that million dollar listing, which is you, the recruit, and get that nice commission check. Sometimes as much as 15 to 25% of your earnings. Heck, I would... I would encourage all those folks taking the real estate license to jump on board the new recruiting train of the high school athlete. Why not? You can show a campus with a great weight room and a spa. And don't forget that whole location, location, location of the school to the nearest downtown bars and the hot spots along the way. I am sure the, the even more seasoned real estate listing person would love this. Hey, just think. No more dragging folks from place to place, as well as having to pick up those signs and put them down and take them off. And especially the ones where you might have to split the commission with another agent. Come on. Maybe we can get a few of those nice yellow jackets to wear. And no, I don't mean the Georgia Tech ones. And here is where you come into the real estate side. Selling your own home which are your abilities to play at the next level. Who knows you better than you? Who knows your dreams, your desires, and determination to move to that new house we call college than you? It's like that version of buy owner. In this case, you are selling your athletic abilities and, of course, your great grades and community volunteering. So the question becomes, what are you going to do about selling your athletic house you currently are in? And more importantly, what are you willing to sacrifice to get into that new home? Tweeting over 200 times to a coach you've never met 
or to coaches at a school you've never heard of or to a recruiting service who's just offering you a database of schools and coaches to speak with for a few more thousand dollars. Do you think that's the way to go? Or maybe you might think you might want to attend just one more of those camps to get that fifth star to jump into your readings, even though there are currently dozens of those five stars ahead of you who still don't have any real offers. And if they are, they are probably PWO roster spots only. So what is the answer, young high school athlete? To me, it's simple. It really is. You need to establish a relationship game to sell that million-dollar listing you call yourself as a high school athlete who has earned the right to ask that college coach if she or he believes in you. In 1995, Mr. Walter Byers, who was the first NCAA director, was at a meeting where he was, he was being given a gala dinner for all of his years of service to the NCAA. And he said this about you, the student athlete, which is the name he coined back in 1955. This is what he said. Each generation of young persons come along and all they ask is, coach, give me a chance. I can do it. And it's a disservice to these young people that the management of intercollegiate athletics stays in place committed to an outmoded code of amateurism. And now with all that is going on, close quotes, and now that it all is going on with the NCAA and how they are destroying the high school athlete more and more each day passes by where high school athletes are getting screwed out of college scholarships. It is clearly going to be up to you to establish that true North star recruiting relationship strategy. Now, look, in closing, if you are truly looking for someone who has helped thousands of high school athletes and their parents in these past 48 years, I look forward to seeing how I can help you. And by doing so, I am offering a free masterclass series on recruiting. And if you're interested, I will be holding one on Zoom again, completely free, but only to 50 folks. And then I'm cutting it off. So if you're interested, please feel free to contact me at 678-200-7540 or by emailing me again at mnolan at thekickers.com. Zone that's M N O L A N at the T H E K I C K E R S Z O N E dot com. So, in closing, I wish all those seniors trying to finish out your college efforts nothing but continued success. And my prayers for you to land where you want to play and study and not where someone else wants you to go. So, remember. It's about going to be your new house. What kind of house do you want to live in? And finally, this is Mark Nolan from Donut Kick Your Coverage. And until next time, have an awesome week of training and competition in the sport you're playing. And please don't forget to like this podcast on your platform of choice. Thanks again. Until next time, this is Coach Nolan signing off.